Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. We're bringing Seattle to the world today and we're highlighting the band Brandon, Daniel, and the Sheiks, and they're not only having success locally, but nationally and internationally, and it's a very exciting time, not only for the band, but for all their fans and for music lovers in general, so thank you, Brandon, for coming on. Thank you. Listen, you know, we were talking a little bit about this off air, but everybody I played your music for this week just absolutely loved it. And if you are a music fan, you're always looking for something a little bit different, something a little fresh, something a little new um, that's, that's, you know, almost a little bit revolutionary. I mean, we're always looking for that. And you've really done it with your new uh, single, um, in light. So how did that kind of evolve to, to where you're at today? Well, with our, um, well, thank you for that, first of all, but, uh, with, with our, with our first release, Keep Them Flying, which was our, uh, debut album, we had a lot of R&B and garage influences and even punk influences, you know, bubbling up to the surface. It was very evident in the music and, and, um, we were having fun as, you know, just a three piece with, guitar, bass, and drums, you know, making an audience move, um, you know, whether on tour or even in Seattle. If you can get people in Seattle to dance, it's a pretty good time. Um, But uh, we decided when we added our uh, newest bass player that uh, we really had to highlight some of his skills on um, the keys because he's just classically trained, an amazing musician, multi-instrumentalist, and we had had him do some, you know, piano overdubs in the studio on our last single, Melt Your Heart, and uh, we're just like, man, we got to get a keyboard for this guy, because there's, you know, an untold amount of talent there, and um, so I just started with um, coming up with some songs on bass that, um, you know, were fun and had a had a nice groove, and it was really organic, I and mean, we just got a, it got him a, a nice uh, chord keyboard with all the vintage um, uh, elements to it, and we went to town um, on these songs. You know, pretty pretty gangbuster style. Like we just uh, went for it, and these songs, uh, in light and want to, just popped up um, and and really stood out. Um, all of a sudden, in our live show, we do this thing where we'd play a show and we'd do our, our typical three piece setup where it's just guitar, bass and drums and that would go fine, that was great. And, you know, get the party started and then all of a sudden we'd uh move over to me on bass and Nate on keys and, and um there was a transformation in the set. I mean, just from the the audience to us, it was uh a new level of excitement and uh, we were like, we got to get these songs out there on, on vinyl right away. We have to share these before, you know, we wait for a, for a studio album um, to do it. So we just wanted to get these songs out there and share them based on the response that they were getting. 
Well, absolutely, and they are being loved not only locally, which, you know, you talked about Seattle and kind of how it was hard to get people up to dance. In Seattle, there's so much music all the time that it's really a great audience to bounce stuff off because I really feel like there's a sophisticated music scene, and they're looking and they know what's good. So when you can get a great right. response out of them, but then you're also getting great response in the Midwest. You're getting great response yeah. overseas in Tokyo. Also, a lot of people may not realize Japan, a very sophisticated music scene over there. Um, they know what uh-huh. they like over there, and, and they like you guys. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, that was a, a pleasant surprise, and it was, uh, it was funny because it was something that we were joking about in, um, in a rehearsal about three weeks before um, Tokyo ended up picking us up on the radio. And we're just like, man, I think, you know, I think Japanese would really, you know, dig this music. It seems to, uh, it seems like a, it would fit with uh, with their taste and interest as far as, you know, rock and bass and groove. And uh, and then, you know, two weeks later, um, our agent was telling us, hey, um, Last FM in, in Tokyo has picked you guys up. And we're like, oh, my God, that's just serendipitous, you know. Mhm. Do you think that you'll make plans to tour in Japan in the future? I would love to. I would love to. That would be great. Um, we 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 thought we'd make plans to to tour the East Coast too because we uh, the East Coast of of America, obviously. Um, because we I, I went out there last summer um, to do uh, some some radio and and some um, spotlight performances and. And we're thinking, oh, it, you know, on the heels of that, we're we're definitely in some radio play over there. We're definitely going to have to book a tour. And then um, <laughs> getting in the studio and recording this kind of just got in the way. So it's it's hard to say whatever, you know, we're working on um, new studio material now for follow-up singles and ideas that we'll just uh, continue to put out these singles until we uh, have an album's worth of material. But if uh, Japan comes calling for a for a tour, um, then same thing with the East Coast, we'll be you know likely to to hop on it and do it. Uh, but in the meantime, we're still just like uh, working hard on on uh, this new material and 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 continuing to give um, the audience that is growing and and out there um, something new to to bite into. Well, you've been on the right track for for a long time. Your previous single, Missionary, was among the top ten songs of 2012 that was played on Sirius XM Underground Garage. And people may know who who DJs that, Stevie Van Zant, come on, you know, Andrew Longham, mm-hmm. uh, Oldham, they, you know, he managed the Stones for a long time. I mean, th- these are people who know music. And right. so you, you, you've had some buzz and... I think just kind of keeping you going down the right track with, with the proper feedback for, for a while now. Yeah, it, it was surprising. We, the first thing that happened with our, with our debut album was a lot of TV and um, like video game licensing and all these uh, surprising shows picking us up. And, and that's, as a musician, that's fantastic. It not only um, keeps you going as far as knowing that the interest is out there, but, also just uh it actually keeps us fed you know and um so we um we wanted to um you know deliver new content and new material that um could keep that momentum going and hopefully what's going on right here is you know we're as i talk to you and 
and uh, all, all these different um, interesting outlets around the country and like you said internationally continue to pick it up it's you know it's kind of you you feel the momentum and you just try and go with it well you know you talk about video games that really is a wide open space and I'm not sure that everybody really understands how much music now has evolved into video games you're seeing yeah. as so much music being incorporated into video games and it's it's just this this huge space that that provides musicians so much more opportunity it was really wild um when when ea sports you know uh got us signed to a need for speed video game and then you know like a month later um after the video game came out um all of a sudden the um exact edit of our song which is a unique one for the game um popped up on these youtube channels and there's these gamers that like take the music that they like off of the video game and then post it on youtube for everybody to hear it it's like uh just seeing the hits that it gets and everything you're like what is going on over here and you know this and it's the same thing with the tv shows i mean uh we're on heart of dixie you know it's kind of a a teeny bopper um tv show on on the cw all of a sudden people are taking the music from the tv show and then posted that to youtube and then that's getting tons of hits and it's like wow i mean we didn't even know that these uh avenues existed you know amongst fans but they they really do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Heart of Dixie has a huge following, Jersey Shore. You guys have been on, you've been played on Jersey uh-huh. Shore. Obviously, everybody knows about Jersey Shore and, and the following that, yeah. that they have. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people talk about space being the f- final frontier. But I'll tell you, I, I think it's video games because that's just a <laughs> wide open space right now and, and, uh-huh. and, and lucky for artists. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, you feel incredibly fortunate when things like that happen, and, and, and yet, you know, you don't really know what to do with it. It's not like, you know, the kind of response that you, you were used to from, you know, getting a, getting a, a live in-person response from, from audiences. It's a, it's a completely different thing, and, and the Internet is just uh, it's so uh, full of content, and, you know, you can just uh, – you, you can see it, but you don't really feel the interaction, you know, until you get uh, fan mail and stuff like that from from people over, you know, outlets like our Facebook page or Twitter or whatever. And then, you know, you start to see the uh, the reach that it's having, the effect that it's having. It's kind of, uh, that's always motivating. I always encourage people to, you know, reach out to us if if they like something because um, actually getting to talk to somebody even via um, email or Twitter is uh, means so much more than and then actually even just uh, seeing your song on a on a TV show or or a video game. Well, fan feedback is so important, and I, I think that the fans are just kind of starting to realize that the actual power that they do have in helping propel music forward and bands just like yeah. yourself forward. Um, be, before, I, I think that um, everybody was just kind of thinking it was radio and the labels that were kind of pushing this forward, but music has changed, and in that mm-hmm. has come really this um, driving grassroots effort that really comes from the fans and really once that they tap into this power that they have I, I it's going to be really exciting to see um how how music continues to evolve but 
it's, the social media has made the world a very small place now, and I'm sure that you get yeah. get immediate feedback from places like Japan or the Midwest or the East Coast or the UK or mm-hmm. you know here just as easily as you could get it here in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that is, it's very quick, and you know the posts that I've seen on you know Facebook or Tumblr or, or uh, Twitter um, from fans of the the moment our uh, seven inch in light, um, you know, came out, you know, in the past couple of weeks, we started seeing people sharing it, you know, on, on their own page with their own friends or their own followers. And, uh, and yeah, that means actually even more than, you know, an article in Rolling Stone or, or Pitchfork or whatever, you know, those things do happen, but you just, uh, you, you go, oh, great, well, we pleased one person, a, a music writer, and, and they wrote about it. That's great. It's great for exposure. But when you actually see a, an individual person, a, a fan, uh, reposting this and saying, this song's changing my life, or you know, everybody needs to hear this, um, for some reason that means even more than publicity. Absolutely. Well, let's play In the Light, or in light and we will take a break, mm-hmm. and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about um, – feedback and the uh, live shows and the energy that you get from that. You're going to be playing in Seattle on the 27th um, at Chop Suey. We'll talk about that and how important it is for people to come out and support that because there is nothing like that live energy that that you feel when, when you're performing in front of people. But let's give everybody a taste of In Light, and we'll be right back, and we'll talk with Brandon some more.
you know, maybe we'll throw in something extra if we can. But, um, yeah, it's fun to, to interact with people who are, you know, not just wanting to uh, take it home for themselves, but, you know, take it home for others. Well, and do, do you guys run your own merch booth at live shows after the show? Is it somebody from the yeah. band who's running that? Or? You, want, you want to believe how ridiculously difficult it is to get people to help with your merch sales? So yeah, ninety-eight percent of the time, um, it's the you know one of the band members doing it um, and covering that at live shows, and that also is fun because um, well, you tend to get a lot of first timers, you know, at the merch booth, and um, and you know you'll have a friend walk up and talk to you, and you just have to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to put you on hold because this person is, you know seeing us for the first time and, and wanting to get into it and it's much more important to uh, interact with a, with a new fan or a new friend. Absolutely. No, the, that's really a, a great place. If, if people haven't been going to concerts, especially um, at smaller venues, more intimate venues and, you know, stadium type of shows, the merch booth is right. really at the show, really the, 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 the place to be. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, friends of ours like um, band members um, from the OCs to Shannon the Clams out of California, you know, and, and they'll they they're blowing up and they're they're getting bigger all the time, and yet they're still running their own merch booth, and um, I really respect that uh, when I see it because um, you know they they too are are uh, cognizant of the importance of being, you know, good to uh, everybody who has come out to see them. And, and one of the easiest ways to do that is to be at your own merch booth and to, you know, interact with everybody. But it is a it is a great experience and, you know, a, a show goes really well and and people want to interact afterwards. It's it's sort of like a tornado. I mean, you're, you're kind of uh, whirled about from, like, one person to the other and, by the end of the night, though, you end up feeling really good because of the uh, interaction that you got to have with everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Well, let's talk about the Chop Suey show that's going to be August 27th in Seattle, 9 o'clock. Um, is that 9 o'clock real time or 9 o'clock musician time? You never know. <laughs> I always recommend... <laughs> I always recommend people show up at the at the uh, listed time. I mean, sometimes they'll do something like uh, eight o'clock door and then nine o'clock performance, and uh, and on that one, I'm like, oh yeah, just show up 15 minutes before the the nine o'clock performance. But um, when they post a show time like that, and we've done a lot of shows with Chop Suey, which is a great venue, one of our one of our favorites here in town, um, they'll uh, you know post a nine o'clock start and yeah, typically the band is getting the first band is getting on there at nine fifteen and and uh this performance is, is kind of special because um it's really community of um bands that we're friends with that um have all come together and, and amalgamated into these different groups that are opening for us. For instance the uh the first group, Gold Font, is gonna be their debut performance um, and the uh, leader of that group, um, Aaron, is our former bass player from, from Brand Daniel Nashik's first uh, release, Keep Him Flying. And um, he, we had a, 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 a totally um, nice split. Nate came on 
our our new bass player and keyboardist uh, immediately after, and it was actually originally Aaron's suggestion that he joined the group. So um, we we've maintained a really good friendship with him. He runs a, a recording studio in Seattle called Buildings, and is an amazing um, recording engineer and producer that we actually just worked with. Um, and so, you know, when we were putting the show together, he he heard about it and he was like, hey, can my you know new bands like uh, can my new band do their first performance? And, and um, we're like, absolutely, that'd be fun. And then another one of our friends from the dumps reached out to us and was like, hey, uh, the dumps are playing a different show right around then, but we have this side project called Mo Brown. Can we, you know, come join that too? And I'm like, absolutely. So Mo Brown's playing and Goldfont's playing, and these are all, you know, uh, again, bands that uh, we all have friendships, you know, outside of, just playing shows together and so it'll be a lot of fun um and in a very diverse set too there's a little bit of garage in there uh gold font is doing this kind of vintage country thing which is uh pretty brilliant and should be a lot of fun and then you've got us you know bringing up the uh a little bit of that classic seattle garage and then on top of it in light in our in our new uh material which is spacier groovier rock and so it'll be a very a very diverse set, great for um, music fans of of all kinds, and um, it'll be fun to see what what kind of mood that diversity you know sets in in play that night. Well, it's going to be a really good sampling of of Seattle music. So if you yeah. aren't somebody who usually goes out to shows, this would be a really great one to get out and see. And if you're yeah. visiting Seattle and, and you want to hear some great Seattle music, and a lot of times people are saying, where, is the, you know, where do we find the music when we go to Seattle? Uh, this is a, a really great place because, well, Seattle music seems kind of all spread out. Um, yeah. So when people kind of come into to Seattle, there's just not like one row or one street or one right. block or something like that. You, you you do kind of have to look for it a little bit. But but there are uh, venues that always have great music, and Chop Suey is one of them. And they are really like you were saying, uh, well loved by 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 the musicians, local musicians in town. Yeah, last time we played um, Chop Suey, we played with Albert Hammond Jr. of The Strokes. And, you know, they they have um, mostly uh, large national acts headlining like that. Um, that was a great opportunity for us, not only to meet Albert, but, um, you know, to, to play for his audience. Um, that ended up going very well. So it's a great venue to see uh, music at, and and like I said, it's one of our favorites. That and the Crocodile and Numos. I mean, these are venues where you can catch everything from, you know, the the latest and, and greatest local groups to um, some pretty tasty, you know, national acts that are you know really important and uh, and blowing up. So um, this show being locally centric is, uh, you know, is, is a lot of fun. It's, it's a unique thing that uh, Chop Suey doesn't do um, all that frequently. I think they have one of these shows a week. And um, so when they offer it to us, we're like, you know, very happy to jump on board. Absolutely. If for some reason, Brennan, people can't make it to that concert, where's the best place to direct them to kind of keep up with you and keep up with the latest news and, and, and where future uh, live events might be happening? 
Well, the only reason that I'm still on Facebook is to uh, provide that, um, you know, center outlet for everybody. Uh, our Tumblr is is basically our website, and so Tumblr is always a great place to find us. You know, uh, brand, it's like tumblr.com backslash Brandon Daniel Sheeks. Um, and, uh, you know, Twitter, I'm, I'm the worst at Twitter. I just am not into composing tweets. Typically the, the, uh, majority of the information you're going to get off of our Twitter feed is for live shows or, um, you know, single releases and, and the kind of, uh, the kind of content that a fan would be interested in. So, um, yeah, those, those three outlets are, you know, primarily how we, uh, keep people up to date. We have a, um, an email list that you can get on. Um, you can get on that through our Facebook. So, um, you know, that's a very personal one, and uh, and that's kind of fun if you're a fan to, like, be getting, you know, um, our inside scoop um, directly from us. But um, I'm always happy when people are, you know, reaching out to us via, via Facebook or, or Twitter. Absolutely. Well, Brendan, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us today and, and share all this information. We're going to go out to the song Want To, and I encourage mm-hmm. people to get out to that uh, August 27th show. Get there early, have a drink, uh, talk to other music lovers. There's just something about these social settings at live shows that, you know, everybody is knows everybody, even if you're just meeting for the first time. There's there's no stranger. Yeah. Um, it, it, everyone's kind of just wanting to have a, a great time and enjoy the music. And so it, it's a really great time just to relax and, and meet new people and to listen to some fantastic music. Yeah, it's a And fun, meet the band afterwards. <laughs> exactly, yeah, or, or even before. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really fun way to um, explore new music. And, you know, in these kinds of party shows, you're, you're not going to get a cold shoulder, certainly not from us, but... Um, in general, everybody is really happy to be there and having a good time, and it's a lounge. So, you know, drinks are plentiful, and uh, everybody will be in uh, the best of summer moods. Absolutely, absolutely. My kind of place. <laughs> and yeah. we will put up all of the links all over our Facebook page and our website, and um, they're probably playing before people right now um, as, as they're going through. And, of course, we will keep those up on Seattle Wave Radio dot net as well and we're going to go out to want to thanks again brandon for coming on i really appreciate it thank you so much laurie it's fun Love Somewhere near
Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.